1: you could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me I have my boy in the place to be, J.O., joining me here in the vault. We want to thank all of you out there stateside and worldwide for continuing to support the show, even though we've had a little bit of a break, unexpected absences the last couple of weeks due to some unforeseen circumstances, but we are back here right now to close the year out strong. This is our final album review of the year. And we want to thank you all for continuing to rock out with us. It's been a bit of a challenging year for myself and those of us here at the show. But we've continued to put out content. And we thank you all for those of you who continue to stick around and show us love. We thank you all always for all of your support. We can't thank you enough. As a reminder, you can always go to our website, vaultclassicpod.com. Once again, that's vaultclassicpod.com. You can go there, check out the website, see our guest profiles, check out all of our past interviews, our merchandise store. Yes, if you're getting this, it's probably going to be too late to get a regular order for Christmas. But if you got a little bit of cash to splurge on custom, you may be able to get the item before Christmas. If not, go ahead and put your orders in now for the new year so that you can be rocking that vault classic music reviews podcast here for the end of winter time heading into spring and then we'll turn around and have a whole new line out in spring y'all so make sure y'all on vaultclassicpod.com all of our social media channels on there make sure you go click on those follow us on there and following us of course sharing and subscribing and spreading the word amongst all people out there who love classic r&b hip-hop and reggae as we always like to say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics or MBTC. And today, Jay, our last album review for 2023, and it should make sense that we do it for an album in a year that we have covered more than any other year this year, and that's 1998. And we're going to go back to December 22nd, 1998. And this is the second album by DMX, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, recorded in 1998 with a runtime of 69 minutes and 52 seconds on Def Jam and Rough Riders records. The producers on this, you know them well. The majority of it produced by none other than Swiss Beats. Also production on here by Dame Grease, Irv Gotti, DJ Shock, and PK. The singles from Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. The first one, Slippin', released November 27th, 1998. And then No Love For Me, released in January of 1999. Now... For those of you who follow the show and, of course, are familiar with this year and also DMX's career, the late great DMX, by the way, you know that this was his second album he released in the calendar year of 1998. His first album, his debut album, is Dark and Hell is Hot, was released in May of 1998, and it was very rare that you would see an artist released a project in those days within, I would say, 12 months of each other, but then not only that, to do it within the same calendar year was very, very rare. The only time that I think in recent memory up to that time that someone had done it within that short of a time period was Tupac in 1996. And the Machiavelli album was released posthumously after he was killed in September of 96. And that dropped in November. But this second album after what was such a wildly successful debut album, Jay, and it's dark and hell is hot to have this followed up so quickly behind i would say some of us probably thought or some people would think that it would be a bit of a risk to do so and it could either pay off handsomely or it could pay dearly as a result of how badly it could be but they decided to do it and you got to think this is also a time period when dmx was releasing his debut album also was on the survival of the illest tour that summer of 1998 belly as a movie i believe was released right around the end of 1998 and at the end of the year he releases his second album right before we head into the christmas holiday and new years to make sure that if there was going to be a last word for that year was going to be his there we were with flesh of my flesh and blood of my blood again an album that was dropped not even i would say less than seven months after his original studio debut was launched in may of 1998 And now we're going to go ahead and get into it.
0: First thoughts and reflections.
1: So, Jay, I'm going to go to you about DMX, Flesh of My Flesh and Blood of My Blood. So give us your perspective when this album came out, what you thought about it when you first heard it and listened to it in full, what your reflections of it were. And then now 25 years later... What are your reflections on the fact that these albums, the two of them came out back to back and, you know, how you think it kind of worked in tandem with the debut being so close together?
0: Yeah, man. So, like, even before that, man, it still even trips me I'm saying the late DMX, like, I am yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I still can't believe that's is a reality. But, um, yeah, 98, man. T- and that was like the first half of my senior year. So was we still riding pretty high off. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's dark. Hell is hot. I'm thinking like you going to probably drop some drink, like maybe like early 99 or whatever. But then they say that shit coming out like late 90s. I'm like, bro, we still riding high over this. What could you possibly have to offer us on this joint? You yeah. know what I'm saying? That, not, not to say you would have felt short, but it's like, yeah, that much more heat that quick? Like, damn. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm like, man, it's kind of risky. I mean, is that going to cross? Is that like a marketing thing? Is that going to cross anything? People still want this album versus that album? hmm First impressions I mean I not gonna lie, man. They that cover that, that kind of creeped the shit out of me for real, for real. Oh you yeah,
1: definitely, hundred percent. That, that,
0: joke, that joke, spooky as hell. Like and then I don't even know if this was intentional or not to be on the conspiracy theory sandbox, but like I don't know if you seen like how his head was like up right below the Dmx symbol. Yeah. Like what the end was he kind of trying to say it was like almost like post him like horns coming out of his head oh, so yeah okay i see what you're saying yeah okay. like so i'm like <laughs> it'll be attention i mean it's already kind of creepy he's like in a, a bathtub full of blood and everything like that so then the singles come out like sickly slip it's like okay i mean he was always like you know what i'm saying deep and like introspective and everything like that but like it was still refreshing like or, like you know what i'm saying it was still like a different angle as far as from my opinion as far as like you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying everything he's talking about with growing up and the demons he's faced and everything he's gone in his life and then he still had his party joints and everything like that. So I'm like, okay, it's like a cool way to end ninety eight or um good way to start ninety nine. So like, you know, fast forward twenty-five years later, I mean, I think the joints age pretty well. I yeah. mean slipping is a slipping is a joint like I feel like everybody can relate to, you know what I'm saying? That's feel like they in to the fall the show to fall on hard times or yeah. Go we'll through something in particular. And then mm-hmm. Storytelling ability like that, and I mean party joints. I mean, not a I'm not a big big party anthem person. You know what I'm saying, like, but right. I can see how they would serve their purpose. You know what I'm saying, like, we'll party, I mean, and having DMX be like versatile as far as like you know what I'm saying, not just necessarily dropping street joints but joints that you know what I'm saying, women could dance to and you could party off, and have a good time too. So exactly, you know yeah. It was another, another layer for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, to me,
1: I would say. This completely caught me off guard because I want to say right around the time when this came out, as a matter of fact, I think when this came out, I actually wasn't even in the country. I was actually in Grenada. We were visiting relatives in Grenada and we were spending Christmas and the new year holiday in Grenada. So when this came out, I wasn't even around. And so I didn't even have access to this album until I came back in the new year. And so I thought it was a little risky even back then, because I'm like, dude, he just dropped this first album. The debut album was huge. I mean, it had a lot of huge singles on it. And he had one of the biggest tours featuring a label, an artist on the labels that all basically could headline tours themselves if they wanted to. A lot of them could on that tour. Then you see this album come out. For me, I think the first thing that I thought even back then when I finally got the album and listened to it is that I thought two things. And I still think I feel the same way about the album today. One, I felt that in a way, the album was a lot more personal, especially in the subject matter. like you mentioned about slipping. Yeah, that slipping is a song and has become a signature DMX song and it's definitely, I would say, within the top five of his top songs in his catalog. But then you get into like stuff like the omen, which is Damien part two. And how that story continues from when he first, like, gave the devil his right hand, basically sold his soul in order to exchange it for success and fame, not knowing that he had to trade it in order to be able to do some deeds for the devil themselves, right? Like, that was really interesting to see that. Then to see the second prayer, we're ready to meet him in another conversation with God. So it gets deeply personal and spiritual, right? You hear it as well in songs like Coming From and also in songs like Dogs for Life. But then I also heard a part of it where you saw a little bit of the commercialism also speaking out as well. It's all good and mm-hmm. no love for me. And, you know, hearing songs like that and seeing right. like hearing that, hearing the production of like Swiss Beats on here a lot more heavily than you did on the debut album versus a lot of the production, which was heavily influenced by Dame Greece. That was also a difference to me. Net-net, when I came around listening to it, I just kind of said, you know, it's a pretty damn good album and a pretty good follow-up to the debut. For me, it didn't hit as hard as It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And I think I still feel that way to this day. But like to me, and you said, it does still hold up pretty well. And if you look at a lot of the songs on here, especially a lot of the album tracks are some of the ones that I think, if you talk to true DMX fans, there's some of their favorite ones on here. I mean, slipping aside... There are songs on here like Blackout, Flesh of My Flesh and Blood of My Blood and Heat, you know, are all songs that I've heard lots of DMX fans reference from this album in particular. And it was a good follow-up. It also, to me, I think, served as, I would say, a good introduction to what he would do on the next album, which was And Then There Was X. And that would be where you would see he would take his commercial star and crossover star up to another different level. And you saw not only that, Heading into that following year with Romeo Die and that soundtrack and then him being involved in more movies. So I would say if Dark and Hell is Hot was his offering to be able to make the rap world know who he was and him stating loud and clear what his name was. Flesh of my flesh and blood of my blood. Let us know what he could do musically as well. So that was an important part of it. To me, again, what speaks production on here. I think it is cool for what it does. I mean, I've just never really been a huge, huge fan of Swiss. I think that he has some great, great bright spots. I mean, he definitely has some bangers and hits in his catalog, no doubt about it. But it's just a little bit of a change up that I was not really ready for based off of what I heard off of in the debut. But still, without a doubt, dope. No doubt about that. Highlights and lowlights. So, Jay, highlights and lowlights for you. What do you have as far as your highlights and lowlights on the flesh of my flesh
0: and blood of my blood? Yeah, hey, so I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were discussing earlier slipping, of course. Mm-hmm. The Omen, I mean, that joint. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie, I hate the general. I mean, as creepy as I thought that cover was, that joint, like, the storytelling and the fact that I mentioned earlier that he got Marilyn Manson for this time go around. Yeah. That shit was just like, yeah. It just had a level of, like, creepiness to it, but it was entertaining for me. Yeah. Ain't no way. Mm -hmm. We don't give a fuck. Keep your shit the hardest. So many joints on here, man. Like, of course, I've always loved the prayers he does. I think I said no love for me. and Again, I can appreciate the party aspect of it, but Mm -hmm. I can rock with it. Low Lights... I guess is <laughs> this is the part to discuss it, but like the, it, I mean, I, I know I said it as a highlight, but like we don't give a fuck, yeah. Because I always got irritated tape out the line. You used, to be, you used to be my dog. You said my left titty. Left titty. Yeah, you with a, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah, yeah, I kind of figured. You, that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it might just be me. I'm sorry. I don't know if me a petty, but that's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I know yeah i get like, it um you know what i'm saying almost like you know what i'm saying like diddy's "Drain." i need a girl we used to like we used to play on the covers like robinson shit like that. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. put that i put in that same conversation
1: yeah okay so it's those lines it's a little awkward yeah. i get you yeah yeah like <laughs> 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 hey i it's it's crazy because i as i was playing it this past week i was like yo i Forgot this dude used the I, word. Titty. I wouldn't say that shit. So yeah, I know. It was something I guarantee you if you ask Kiss nowadays whether he would use that word, he probably would probably tell you, nah, I probably wouldn't. But I get what it was he was trying to say. He was trying to make a reference to the heart, but it just, you know, right. it just didn't land that well. As you know, so he <laughs> was left hitting. Yeah. Yeah, but the yeah, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I would say. My highlights mirror a lot of yours. Keep Your Shit the Hardest was one that I didn't mention before, but that definitely was one up there, one of the Swiss joints that I love on here. I loved Coming From With Mary J. And the fact that it's the Yonkers connection, they made that connection there. She was on the album. The Omen, to (laughs) me, is probably, I think, one of my two or three favorite joints on here because... Mm. The continuation of the storytelling, like I love a story gets told on one album and then gets passed throughout the other albums, right? Like EPMD with the Jane story, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. this was just another way of this story being told and to see the continuation, you see the continuation and also see the escalation of how far this deal with the devil goes, because that's part of the thing you have to understand that this comes with the territory when you make a deal with the devil. And that is part of the conflict that, with art imitating life. Cause I really do think that that really was internally, a lot of the things that DMX was dealing with. Right. And he dealt with that mm-hmm. for a good portion of the time that we saw him in the public eye. And he was in front of us. We saw him go through those struggles like constantly. And I think that's a, one of the things that I think that endeared him to us more than anything else, because that mirrored with a lot of us had the internal conflict and struggle of dealing with those same type of issues slip is yeah like i said top five dmx song if fans no buts about it none whatsoever then you start to get into blackout with the locks and jay-z i mean this to me is the locks fresh off of that money power respect you know they're heading into the end of their time at bad boy this is them at their rawest and jay-z throwing in a verse at the end of that gotta love that keep love that track heading into the prayer we're ready to meet him again the continuation of this conversation of God from the first album into the next one and a continuation of the theme of that prayer. Again, another thing that endears us to him because it does mirror a lot of the things that we go through and what we juggle in our minds as well. And also some of the same questions that he asked God were some of the same questions that many of us have asked him during our time as well. For those of us who believe in him or her, you know, depending on what philosophy on religion is or what you believe God to be just epic, epic storytelling in the very simplest of terms and can be done as simple as it possibly can be, but to be so complex as only he could do it. As you go into other songs, obviously, you know, songs like Bring Your Whole look are cool. We Don't Give a Fuck. I Do Gotta Mirror You, that line is awkward, but I do the messaging in the song along with the chorus is something that I think a lot of us can also relate to as well. Somebody that you kept close to you And somebody that eventually ends up hurting you and burning you the most is the wounds that cut the deepest. Dogs for Life, another song that I like, and the other more commercial ones. If I do have to have low lights, they would have to be like the more commercial sounding joints, like It's All Good and No Love for Me, you know. And I think those songs are cool because I think that those songs have to be on the album, but again, it was just a little bit different because I was used to an atmosphere on that first album and I didn't feel like that matched up with the same energy with the rest of the album. At least that was me, though and so I, I, I could do i could have done without those two but you know i know why they had to be on the album it's, it's fine i get it you know i understand that decisions have to be made but overall though i mean like i the swiss production definitely gave it a different feel dame grease on dogs for life and irv Gotti giving production on that we don't give a fuck i love the fact that he continued to work with these folks heading into off of his first album and uh, then continue to also can expand his palette a little bit further, so that the sound wasn't identical to the first album, because that's going to be important as well. Is that you don't make carbon copies of albums that you just recorded, not even seven months ago, and released seven months ago. Mm-hmm. Other than that, no really big low light. In my perspective, I think this was just like I said, very dope, very well done, uh, and you got things that he does well, and he on- he only can do and does best, and then obviously very very personal.
0: Notable Quotables.
1: So Notable Quotables, Jay, what are one or a couple that you have coming from this album?
0: You know I'm saying? His first verse on Ain't No Way. hmm You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is you niggas pressing me for? I saw my ass in the hole and you stressing the raw. If I was testing your jaw, maybe then you respect me, but you can't respect me because you don't even know me. Nigga, check me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the motherfucker that put you to sleep while you sleeping. Red dot from 100 feet. You just knew you was creeping. But bad decisions. Lead to last decisions. Fast collisions. Now your ass is missing. Mm-hmm. Take it over there and now you bring it back to the streets. Have you forgotten what it means when the dog shows his teeth? They'll be breaking down for you. He's about to attack you. Still saying here, f- you must want me to smack you. Mm-hmm. You been there or done that. Fuck your niggas telling me. The only nigga walking the streets for four felonies. But peep this. I seen this shit. is hard. Niggas struggling. So leave rap alone a little while. Go back to hustling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that whole, major I mean, just, just that whole aggression that DMX put out there. right like, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that raw emotion, bro. Like, that's the thing that, like, again, when he was at his best, you know, and just to, when he was at his aggressive and raw best is really that, you know, he was really in a class of his own, honestly, to be quite honest. Yeah.
0: He, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I would be, um, what was that, with the almond? Mm-hmm. It was more sort of the third verse, like um, mm-hmm. the whole conversation was like, yeah, shit is all over the news, bomb goes off of Central. What the fuck have I got myself into? The mentor was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm out. Hey, going somewhere? Nah, what the bag for? Fuck up what you want. And can aside from the nigga come inside for men and puff a blunt? Here we go again. After what I just gave you? Wasn't acting like that. When you asked for that favor, yo, I ain't asked you for shit. Oh, yes, you did. When you really needed something, you allowed me to give. You sold me your soul when you didn't say no. Just let the nigga go and give me what you owe. Fuck what you thinking? Ain't shit for free. Ain't no motherfucker. You know, that could defeat me. Forgive me, father, for I have sinned. And with the help I know the devil won't win. Yeah. Like
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. It's just awesome, bro. (laughs) It's just awesome. It's like now what you complaining about? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you know you didn't promise me nothing oh you didn't okay let's go ahead and rewind the tape a little bit right yeah man yeah i I love it i love the fact that he carried that story on from that first joint into to show him the consequences that this is what happens you know because you saw the peakings of it at the end when uh, damien and it's dark and hell is hot when he was just like, but nah, that's my man. I saw that was your man, but yo, that's my nigga. Hey, who's your biggest fan? He told me you would give me your right hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Goodness. Yeah. So my notable quotable comes from coming from actually, and it's the first verse and he says places that I've been things that I've seen, what you call a nightmare or what I have is dreams. And as that may seem, I know it's only going to get worse. Love, a slug, which one am I going to get first? Our journey's been a rough one. I'm not sure where it begins. But the way that it's looking, I know when it's going to end. Hold me down, baby. It's going to be a rough ride. Nigga, give us plenty of room because enough done died. Let me travel because my intentions are to travel in peace. Fuck around, I'll lay you down, hit you with gravel and cease. I could be a beast or I could be a gentleman. But if you ain't my dog, you're going to be like, oh, it's him again. Niggas will never win. This whole rap game is mine. How did you ever been? That's when I was in 89. Seeking you shall find. Look within and you will know where I'm coming from and where you got to go. <laughs> Just that that whole thing he talks about, you know, that fact that Journey's been a rough one. He's not sure when it wins. He said about the way that it's looking, I kind of know when it's going to end. And it's <laughs> like, did he even know then? I don't know, man. Because he could even said that he knew that his life was going to end the way that it did, man. And would he been happy with it afterwards? I don't know. That's the thing we don't know, really. Because for a lot of us, he was gone entirely way too soon. And he still had a lot. I think a lot of us think that he had to offer the world. So that really kind of struck me when I heard it. And as the fact, I was listening to it. And he said that. And I kind of had to stop it and rewind it. And was like, yo, did he actually just say that shit, dog? He said that shit all the back time. I kind of know how it's going to end. I wonder what he thought. If he wrote that, how he thought it was going to end. yeah? And what did that contrast right. with versus what actually happened? So, again, really crazy that we're talking about the fact that we're talking about him in the past tense and not in the present tense, as though we still here physically. So, yeah, man, it's, it's just crazy.
0: Final verdict.
1: So, final verdict, Jay, on Flesh of My Flesh and Blood of My Blood. Is this a classic album, an essential album, dope, good, just
0: okay, or worse than that for you? Um, I'm still, I'm still label to being a classic. Okay. Just the content and the fact that he followed up, like, you know, a, a wild, successful first album, you know what I'm saying? Just like really solidifies his place in his catalog and just a hip hop altogether for me. I'm actually gonna say that I'm putting this in the category of essential. I
1: would have said classic back then, and now I feel just slightly a little bit differently. Now, I know that there are many people I know that are out there that will say that they actually prefer this album to his debut, and to me, I'm not one of those folks. I feel like the debut hits up so much harder than this one does, and that's how exceptional I think it is, right? I think that he did some great things on here. I think he got much more personal on this in spots that he would have gotten maybe on his debut. Cause I think he felt a little bit more comfortable in doing so. And I do think that when it comes to candid moments, spiritual moments, you get a lot of those here on this album. And I think that was intentional. So I do think it's still essential. I think it is really, really a dope album. I think it's a step down from classic for me, but I think it's an essential album An Mm -hmm. album that I think that if you're looking at the DMX story, you have to travel through this album in order to be able to get the full picture, to understand him as an artist, to sort of understand him as a man and his struggles that he was going through. Really a a great album and a great album to end out the year. What was a dynamite year, by the way, 1998. And as I say that, I want to segue into before we close, as far as what you'll be hearing next from us, you're going to get our rankings for all the albums that we've covered. And those you didn't hear Reviews from here on the vault from those years. 93, 98, and 03. 98, let me tell you something. It was a packed year. When you hear these lists from us, you're going to understand why we say that. Because it really was a task for us to put together these lists. But DMX, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Make sure y'all go check it out. And that's our last review of the year, y'all. Make sure y'all go check that. And the next time that you hear our voices will be actually on Christmas Day itself which us giving our top five and top tens of the years of 1993 and 1998. And we give you our rankings and then the debate will begin from there. So make sure y'all check that out, listen to our rankings and check out our rankings and we can have a discussion about it afterwards, but hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on social media, Facebook on threads, anywhere where you go to engage with us, hit us up there, Instagram. What are your memories of flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood from DMX to you? Think it's a classic? You think it's essential? What are some of your favorite songs on there? As far as the importance to his legacy, what kind of importance does it hold? Hit us up. Let's talk about it and continue the conversation. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are visiting us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. There you can learn more about the show, check out our past episodes, join our mailing list, leave a review, or if so inclined, you can leave us a voice note. Click the blue microphone in the bottom right-hand corner to leave us a voice note to let us know what you think about the show or to just show us some love. To support the show, click the coffee cup shaded in yellow in the bottom left-hand corner to access our Buy Me A Coffee page. On Buy Me A Coffee, you can give a small monetary donation to support the show to ensure that we can keep the vault open for many years to come. You can also visit us on social media at Vault Classic Pod on IG, Twitter, and on TikTok. Also, hit us on YouTube and our Facebook page. Like and follow us on social media. Subscribe to the pod and the YouTube channel. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary or ordinary in this life. And on that note, we say peace.
0: Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com.